about to turn my mic on. And welcome to another episode of City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I'm Mark Carey, his media director. Happy to be here in his honors office at the end of the year almost. Hello, Mayor. Hello, Mark. Well, it's like Christmas in the city today, isn't it? It is indeed. We, well, we have, we're going we're gonna to cover two subjects today. Uh, it may be a brief, but uh, we've had a busy, busy week. And just because the year is ending, just because we're right upon Christmas uh, and New Year's doesn't mean that you haven't been working like crazy and, and everyone around you. So uh, today we had a great press conference with Lieutenant Governor and the Speaker of the House, Ron Mariano, and uh, Karen Polito, of course, and the Secretary of Economic Development. Um, uh, Secretary, yep, Secretary Keneally, Keneally, Senator yeah. Keenan, Representative Chan, Undersecretary, yes. Kane. <laughs> There were lots of folks here today to folks, talk yeah. about Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, lots of money that the city has just received. So we received three grants. You want to sort of just touch on on those, if you would? Yeah, I want to mainly touch on the MassWorks grant, which is uh, an award of about two point three million. It's another piece in the puzzle of putting our downtown together. If those people are familiar, if you're coming in Bergen Parkway and heading north, and you want to take that right under the Paul Harold Bridge. That frequently backs up because as soon as you get over the bridge, you hit a light. So essentially what this project is going to move that light to the corner of Hannon and McConville. So it gives us more room to re-kind of configure the intersection. So if you're coming off of Bergen heading north, take it right on the Pajaro Bridge, you'll be able to take, keep going right onto the parking way without having to stop at a light. Hmm. Proceeding towards Hancock Street, there'll be that light there at McConville. It's not an additional light. It's moving an existing light <laughs> a little further up the yeah. road. It should make things move a lot easier and more efficiently. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's been part of the puzzle. We, we appreciate Governor Baker and Lieutenant Governor Polito, obviously Sen- uh, Senator Keenan, Representative Mariano, the speaker, Mr. Speaker, uh, Representative <laughs> Chan, and the team for the support of this. But particularly the partnership we've had with this governor and his team has just been extraordinary. Uh, you know, from the Hancock Adams Common to the General's Bridge to so many other projects in between through the MassWorks program, they funded tremendously. And we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing without that partnership. So I, I can't say enough about them. And I know we got a year to go with them, but I'm going to miss them, I can tell you. Yeah, that. I'm sure. So that was like $2.3 million, right? That for this piece, yes. For this piece. And there were two other one-stop grants that one went to, a couple of grants that came in. as. But yeah, there were. Uh, one was about uh, to study the inclusionary zoning ordinance, and the other is um, to partner with the Boston Chinese Neighborhood Association uh, to do some things. So, you know, it, it, those are much smaller grants. They're, they're in the $75,000, yeah. $100,000 range. but. They decided to kind of group these grant award programs, which makes some sense, you know. Yeah, thank you, uh, Lieutenant Governor. Merry Christmas, Quincy. And what I loved what she said was that, you know, they've been around since 2014, the difference between, and really since 2007 to where we are right now, the city's come an awful long way with some major projects. And city is always the city is always at the table um, for those monies when they're available, right? No question about it. I mean, you know, we... It, and I don't care what business world you're in. For the most part, it's all about relationships, Mark, right? To have those kinds of relationships at every level of government has paid great dividends to the people of Quincy. That's what I'm here to deliver for the people of Quincy. I can't deliver from fighting with the governor and the congressman. And, you know, I, I can't get into the partisan yeah. world of politics. That's not, my, that's not my gig. I'm the mayor of a Quincy. I get elected in a nonpartisan election. I, therefore, my goal is to work with the people that are in the decision-making areas and uh, go to work and, and um, plan your work, work your plan. And, and, you know, whether it's federal money, state money, or county money, whatever the case may be, we're at the table. We got, we got great teams of people, as you know. I have a great staff here at the administration. 
You have great plans in the planning department. We have a number of great departments that participate in all the work that goes on in preparing to get these because it just doesn't happen either. But, but if you don't have the relationships, you can do all the paperwork you want. You're not going to get it. <laughs> well, that's a it's a great news for the city today. Uh, beyond that, we wanted to talk about a, even an even bigger issue: savings of millions of dollars in the city over sure. a long period of time. Sure. It's, and it's something that we've talked about a while ago here, but really. Some decisions have just been made this week, and maybe you want to touch on some of those for the pension obligation bond. Yeah, I probably should revisit it a little bit. The the bonds, the deal was done this week, so the bonds have been sold. We've raised the capital needed to fully fund our retirement system, which is huge. It's huge. Yeah, right. And what makes this work is the interest rate. So taking it back a little bit, every retirement system in Massachusetts follows the guidelines of PERAC and the state uh, mass general laws on how we how we invest and so forth. Our retirement system over the years, the performance was not as robust as some other communities. Now, it's a separate unit. I appoint a member to the retirement board, but it's the budget over there and the investments are under the, they're not under the city control. They're under the board, retirement board, and they're all good people. They work very hard and appreciate what they do. For decades, though, they were, they were kind of more conservative so that when you went through some robust times, you didn't get kind of the kind of returns the sub-communities get. So we were only at like 43%. Funding. Now, here's the point. Mm. Every year, I get uh, when I go to do my budget, is two major items in the budget before I really can get into operations. That is, what's the health cost increase going to be, and what's the retirement uh, increase going to be from the retirement board? Because essentially, what happens is when they fall short over there, the city gets the bill. It's just just how it works. Yeah, there are hundreds of millions. So, right? I mean, this is well over time. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, if you look at the schedule by 2040. They're supposed to be fully funded, the system. Therefore, the amount of money they're going to be asking for the city over the next several years goes up dramatically by millions every year. Wow. So rather than doing that, you know, I started last fall with my municipal finance team to look at, okay, can we bond this? This has been done in other cities under incredibly low interest rates. I mean, these mm. are historic low interest rates. It's the only reason it makes it work. Yeah. And my hat's off to Senator John Keenan, who at the time was a city council at large on the council, that passed the legislation in 06. Uh, in fact, former Mayor Frank McCauley, God bless his soul, he wasn't crazy about it. But John basically said, look, the legislation now will be in place if at some point the city decides to do this and the timing is right. Well, the timing is right. Uh, so we had a head start by, by John doing that legislation with the city council, home rule petition to the legislature. I mean, we would have gone that route, but it saved us a major step. Mm. So from there, we got the council approval on on the program going forward. And essentially, we're taking the $475 million needed to fully fund the pension system. We bond that. We got an incredible interest rate of 2.63%. Wow. So we're going to be literally saving tens of millions of dollars the, the projected savings over time is $168 million over that time period. Why would I not do this, Mark? You yeah, know? Of course. So now, in the other side, yeah. for budget purposes going forward, next two years will go up uh, modestly, mm-hmm. and then it stays the same going forward for the next Fantastic. 18 years. Wow. So now, for, for me or whoever follows me in this office, putting the budget together will be a lot easier in a sense of predictability, and you can model, and you know what the, you know, you know what the deal is. So yeah. I can't say enough about the team, you know, Eric Mason and, and Rick Kosher and, and Mike Rowland and the whole team in there, Amazing team. along with our outside consultants and uh, just, just incredible uh, good people. And uh, we got it done. So, you know, I know there's uh, a lot of people raised their ire about this when we, we did it. Not all the councils voted for it. That's fine. Everyone stakes out a position, 
But this is it, at some point we're going to pay the piper, and why not pay the piper under our terms at a reasonable rate? And that's what this does. Putting it quite simply, we're going to be saving projected savings is 168 million dollars over that time period of the next 19 years. That's remarkable. Yeah, that's incredible. So, I mean, it's a simple math sort of equation in, in a sense when you look at it, right, with the incredible historic lows that we have. Well, right? it, is, it is math, and, and that was one of the frustrations I had in dealing with the city council on this without getting into naming names. I mean, yeah. I appreciate the vote. Of course. But they didn't all vote for it. And I said from day one, this is purely, purely a math equation. <laughs> this isn't about Democrats, Republicans, liberal, conservative. Projects. Uh, projects. <laughs> it's purely math. And, and the math favors the city by doing this going forward. So we save a lot of money. It gives us stability in the budget and allows us to appropriately fund those other departments that uh, that depend on police, fire, safety, uh, schools, education, and all the other departments. So it, it was a it was a move that uh, was a lot of work. I mean, this, you're talking about $475 million. There's a lot of boxes to check. Again, the governor's team at the administration and finance were extremely helpful. And all our outside consultants work so well together. Our, our we get the best in the business. We really do in each of the consultants. We don't, we don't fool around. You know, we had our, first of all, you got to do your rating call. We got our rating affirmed. Mm. We didn't, we weren't downgraded or anything. Many communities have been downgraded in this economy. We held it. Uh, that makes a difference in the interest we pay. You know, again, the team was just, just an extraordinary job. And I think the, I think the, the retirement board and the admin folks at the retirement system, this was all new to all of us. So there were a lot of, again, back to those boxes we had to check. There were, there were extra duties and votes that, board had to make and we had to, you know, this wasn't all predictable. There was no actually a playbook on this. I mean, it was, it played out, if you will, uh, Mm. lack of a better term. And we dealt with things as issues arose and uh, the votes we needed and approvals that we needed. We got along the way. So the beauty is it's done. Mm. It's now in writing. It's done. I've signed all the paperwork and uh, now we, we've really created some good continuity going forward for our budget. That's fantastic. Great way to end the year. Indeed. It's not yeah. quite over yet, but indeed. It's nice to get this one behind us as well. Yeah. We've talked about it for a long time. Yep. Again, I said there's a lot of work to it, but it's nice to get it behind us. And now the next fiscal year, next July 1, we'll, we'll see a, uh, the, tran- you know, the transition year mm-hmm. going into the, what eventually will be that number that we'll be paying, but then we'll be paying it every year the same dollar amount rather than going up several million every year. It's, yeah. it, you know, it's really a great program. Well, that's great. So, boss, I think we'll we'll talk next week to sort of wrap up things right before the holidays. We may do one right before the end of the year. Twenty twenty two is coming. Lots to talk about about twenty twenty two. But let's we've got twenty twenty one in the rearview mirror, pretty much. No, it's true. It's flying by again, and lots to be grateful for and thankful for. No and, question. Yeah. No question. And it's funny, Lieutenant Governor said. I got to come back at night. She says, I'm looking around. You guys have this well decorated. <laughs> so anyone out there listening, if you haven't seen the square, Hancock Adams Common, Kilroy Square, the General's area, please do so at night. It is magnificent. We did. We took a walk after the Boston Pops the other night, after the holiday pops, and we came here, and it was, I mean, what a way to end it. Absolutely. Great. Fantastic. Well, boss, I think that's all we want to talk about today, and we'll uh, see you next time here on City View with Mayor Tom Cope. <laughs>